Hello and welcome to the Quality of Our Awareness podcast, where I talk about the body, design, and mindfulness. I am filming the podcast today, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you may see me looking at my computer because that is where my audio monitoring software is. Uh, but I am still here with you and I hope you can uh, accommodate me as I get used to filming and recording at the same time. Today I want to talk about loving myself exactly for who I am. Now I don't think healing is linear, uh, it ebbs and flows for me. There are times in my life where I couldn't hold love for myself and there were times in my life where tending to myself was all I was interested in doing. Um, a time where the wisdom that I inherited from my mother, from my grandmother, uh, honored my unique talents and gifts and a time where the making of my own self-concept that supported me and my inner being like me and my inner being like this like and yet uh and still there are moments where i am transfixed by fear fears that are mine and also fears that aren't mine um as a child i loved singing and reading and illustrating uh, there were some of my favorite things to do. I honored and cherished my time alone. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to like going to high school and feeling like the stakes are higher. Um, I wanted to go to a performing arts high school. I wanted to go to Pebble Brook. And uh, this is a performing arts high school where I grew up. But I was made to go to a magnet program. It was more practical. My parents said this, and I, would, I wasn't so sure at the time. Uh, but uh, what I did know was how I felt. Um, mono minority, black excellence vibes, you know, those pipelines zapping my energy, feeding my discontent. Um, I left as soon as I could, as soon as I felt like college was, I felt like college was that escape for me um, into my own sort of sovereignty and making choices for myself. Um, but I also like went back to those ways of supporting myself in the medical field. And um, because that was something I was taught to do. And in my 20s, I'm still in my 20s, but um, I just say maybe early to mid 20s, being met with hostile work environments um, in the medical field, people who didn't feel safe to teach and to share and to collaborate um, co-worker with coworkers, um, who might have also been, you know, engulfed by some fear. Um, 
like mediating their own estrangement from themselves, mediating their own, you know, and I can't speak for them, but mediating estrangement from themselves by being racist or, you know, managing toxic patterns in the work space. Um, I think back to my parents and I think they modeled a certain type of survival. Um, they taught me a lot of stuff that I don't think I need anymore. I know how to feed six people daily, how to be a caretaker, how to share, how to mediate extreme family conflict, how to keep a household. They were strongly attached to a patriarchal future with me in it. Um, you know, desperate to find and figure things out for me quick, fast, in a hurry, you know, like that impending sort of idea that mortality is like the focus. Um, and I think that we missed out on really precious time. Uh, you know, like spiraling into worry and unmet expectations and deadlines. Um, all that they saw was like the self-confirming evidence. They were con uh, convinced by the validity of their fears. Um, this, you know, generated further harm um, and negativity. And I think that that is circular. It sort of feeds itself um, that's what being a sober-minded realist does no shade <laughs> um, all the love and all the love honestly yeah, yeah I'd say it's only fairly recently that I stopped resenting my parents for uh, their fears uh, resenting them for inheriting their fears. Um, I think that, you know, that role, it's hard to see that they are dynamic beings who are having an experience um, living on earth, in a body, um, living in a white supremacist paradigm. Um, you know, and they're, they were from another country, I think. You know, I think that has something to do with it as well. Um, and having that experience, you know, or feeling it firsthand, feeling classed, feeling racialized and flattened into, like, the legibility, for legibility within white supremacy. Um, I'm sure that was jarring definitely provoked its own emotional responses and I don't think they had the tools to be more spacious or experience the sort of paradigm shifts that would have assisted them. Um, I think they felt anxious and depressed um, and I know that I did um, sort of thinking that I was unable to like ease that tension between my fears 
and what I experienced as the world around me. Um, but I think that white supremacy, for instance, it's not the only thing to consider. Um, there is a greater context, you know, um, it includes like this idea of like us being, having mutual relationships with microbial life, um, with the elements, with the patina of age, <laughs> um, you know, beauty revealed in processes of life, uh, material ecologies, um, strange forces, bird songs, um, a slow life, slow life that's suited to personality and self-concept, um, sort of creative energy. Um, so I ask myself every day, like, rather than leading with strategy, what would it mean to lean into sensitivity and a sensitivity to those other sorts of paradigms and knowings that exist in the world? Um, attending to blissful versions of self-love, time to play, time to draw, flows and tides and magic. I think we have no idea about what's out there um, and no conception of what's available uh, to us. Um, and the beauty and the fantasy like we could experience by listening for guidance. Um, yeah. And a book or, yeah, something that's helped me, it's called No Bad Parts, Healing Trauma and Restoring Wholeness with Internal Family Systems Model by Richard Schwartz. Um, and he basically says that we have parts or proposes this model of parts. Um, we act with the body, not just in the body. We have these parts uh, that sort of step up for us and come to our rescue. Um, and some of these parts may be um, perceived as negative, uh, like the critic or the binge eater. Um, but these parts have autonomy, they have full personalities, uh, they deserve curiosity rather than control or possession. Um, appreciating the role of these parts is important because these parts carry beliefs and emotions um, that play out in our lives. Um, and some of, the, some of this is like dynamics in our families and in our societies, curiosity about these parts um, 
because they try our best, their best to keep us safe. And um, I think that it is possible to harmonize these parts. Um, the idea that there are no bad parts kind of suggests that there are ways to harmonize and really get in touch with how those parts can serve us. And I think, and I'm adding to this, that we have positive parts as well um, that are worth considering. Neutral parts as well. Um, I know that I have parts that are ancient and these parts have flows and tides and magic that exceeds and precedes you know, my concept of an identity, of having a language, um, so yeah, I'm willing to give up whatever burden that my parts carry to transform and harmonize. And this means feeding a radically different paradigm. Um, and I think like feeling, I think that's how we transform fear, by welcoming every part of ourselves. And so when fear and scarcity and lack, all of these things come up, that's a signal for me uh, to love the part of myself that I love those parts of myself rather. Um, loving my scarcity parts, loving my lack parts, I choose to love those uncomfortable parts and cultivate love and grace within my heart. And that's what works for me. I know that in some traditions, people suggest sort of like disidentifying with certain thoughts. So like if fear comes, knowing that that fear will pass, sort of like developing a neutrality about the fear, you know, as in like, these are not my thoughts and these thoughts come through my head and they come and go like clouds. Um, and I really like that. I definitely can resonate with that. Um, I think because my process is one of radical self-love, I choose to accept these thoughts as transient, but also it's definitely an opportunity and a signal to ask questions about these parts. So like, I want to be gentler to you right now and I don't know how, how can I make things better? So sitting with emotions like lack and fear as best as I can in the moment is important to me because I no longer will act from those spaces. All those parts are worth getting to know and show love to because I desire for my body to remain in equilibrium and I know that that signal that shows up is an opportunity to get back into that equilibrium but my body cannot follow my fears I'm here to transform them um, so yeah I think that also, there is like, just going back to the idea that we are more than human. Um, 
that there are other parts that collaborate with us and co-create with us, um, that we are nature, sort of like this um, animalist uh, paradigm. You know, there is a myth of the singular mind, singular individual, modern human. I think we're more than contemporary people and all our parts are worth getting to know. Um, they can be valuable and can transform to provide assistance and just provide support for us. Um, I think that we have delicate ecologies, you know, um, we are, you know, we are rumors and murmurs and we're entangled with the elements and we have mutuality with bacteria and fungi, you know, secreting, echoing, melting, um, whispering, meandering strangeness. We're oozing, rich with irreverent desires. We're spilling, we're watery, we're promiscuous. Um, and I think that's fine. I also think that, like, I said this at the beginning of the episode, that healing isn't linear. Um, and I think that uh, I think Lassant says this, that we have the right to opacity. We have parts of ourselves that cannot be understand, understood completely. Um, and not all parts need to be grasped at the same time. And they don't need to be transparent um, to us. Uh, they can refuse disclosure as well. Um, I think sometimes we wouldn't even know that that is happening. Uh, so I think the parts, all of our parts, they deserve um, someone willing to be in the right relationship with them as well. Curious, respecting boundaries, generous, um, not defensive. So vulnerable and willing to mispronounce things and try things and experiment. I think that like every time I release the temptation uh, to fall back into certain types of work, fall back into working in healthcare, for instance, um, I honor my authentic self and I'm loving all my parts. Um, and yeah, here is another invitation. So the book by uh, Richard Schwartz was the first one, and I want to make sure I repeat that again. No Bad Parts, Healing Trauma and Restoring Wholeness, 
with internal family systems model by Richard Schwartz. Um, the next invitation is to get into random acts of flyness. Um, I think that season two especially, um, I will admit I still haven't watched season one, but season two, episode three, I'm not going to get into it now. I think it deserves its own podcast episode if I decide to explore it. But um, I think it is an example of like entertaining wild experimentation to move and transform trauma, but also to be curious about parts. You know, um, if we were use, if we were to use the internal. Um, let me see. Let me just make sure I'm getting this right. If we were to use the internal family systems model, right? Um, so it's about being curious. It's about asking how you feel towards a certain part. Um, having an open mind and asking like what are the possibilities if i was not in this sort of like white supremacist think all the time like if i tuned into a different frequency um you know if i synced with the rhythm of the seasons of the grass of just breathing like focusing on what I love uh, and I think waiting is a big part of it because I think white supremacy encourages us to rush and you have to wait and listen and it makes you more vulnerable. Uh, but hurting and abandoning your parts, I think, is more hurtful. Um, so yeah, just thinking about the ways that we exist, you know, in community needing friendship and love and care. If we could go to the part and potentially heal it, what you know other role could that part pick up? Um, so if I healed, and this is something personal, so if I heal the binge eater in me, what can that part transform into, um, you know, could they be my cheerleader, um, you know, my self-compassionate part now, my self-deserving part. Um, I think that these transformations help us to create momentum um, into like good feeling work and good feeling everyday lives, um, cultivating joy and delight. 
Um, yeah. And I think part of it is like negotiating too. Um, like I said, I think just like we have the right to opacity, I think our parts have the right to opacity too. So um, sort of like talking to these parts like they are our inner child, bringing them along, um, letting them know that they can be transformed because the danger that was there is no longer there. And if these are aspects of ourselves that we are maybe estranged from, but these are like incredibly supportive aspects of ourselves or parts of ourselves, and we haven't been in relation with them for a long time, you know, there's that invitation to show up, you know, or to um, have to have that part make itself known. Um, yeah, conveying compassion. Um, like the parts of me that organize around sleep. Uh, so I know that these parts are aligned with other parts of me. These parts dream with other parts of me. These parts conspire with other parts of me. Um, I know these part. I know that our parts hold together. They form alliances with the elements, with oxygen, with the night, with yogurt, with magnesium, with minerals. So these parts know or have ways of knowing that are beyond our ways of knowing. Um, ask them about the past. Um, those parts that are the parts that were cultivated to keep us safe, um, they may be like frozen in scenes of the past. So what would it mean for you, you know, to enter those scenes with those parts um, and be who they needed at that time? Um, I think that all of our parts, because there are no bad parts, all of our parts want to be light, want to play, want to be beautiful, creative, interactive, generous, vibrant, um, they are parts of our inner child, they are parts of our lineage, you know, they're parts that we inherited, uh, they are parts that float to us, you know, spontaneously emerging. Um, so, and they understand that nothing is straightforward, nothing is linear. Um, they are the parts that are willing to take on things that we willing to take on our terrors and our fears that we don't sit with, um, our sense of, you know, a sense of worthlessness or shame or sense of abandonment. And they are willing to alchemize um, those feelings for our own good. Um, but some of these parts, especially those relational parts and those parts that mediate our connection to other people, uh, they may be overwhelmed and without the, tr the tools and the safety needed to transform 
Um, so why lock them away? Um, I ask myself this. Why would I do that? Because that puts me in further estrangement from my creativity and my vibrance. Um, and cut myself off from other ways of knowing and being in, in the world. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a little bit about parts and uh, I think I'll stop here. I wanted to offer a meditation and it will be very short. It is breath work. And um, so we'll start out by saying a few phrases and breathing in and out as we do that. So breathing in, it all works out for me. Breathing out, trusting the flow, and in doing so, I only do what feels good. Breathing in again, it all works out for me. Breathing out, I trust the flow. I only do what feels good. It all works out for me. Trusting the flow, I only do what feels good. And I invite you to do that on your own, at your own pace. Um, and I am so thankful for the time you spent with me today. Also, giving me grace for getting used to this sort of setup. Um, yes, and now that I have a video format, feel free to leave comments, um, listen to me on Spotify, and I thank you for, thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. Um, talking with you about some of the things that I am thinking about and transforming in my life. Have a good week. Bye.